If you do nothing else, go and have a look at the Herald. Yesterday, an excellent column was published by Seren Taylor of Animation Research, and he starts by saying, the stars aligned for me this past week. I have been wondering for some time now what happened to the Labour Party that I have supported all my life. Seren, this is indeed worrying because you're one of the few resident liberals at the Otago Golf Club, you and your mate John Cutler, and that's about it. Well, I've been a bit busy to even play golf these days, Jamie. It's been um, been hard finding the time, so that's one liberal down they are. Well, there's only him left there now. <laughs> Look, you have been a long-time Labour supporter, but I remember having a beer with you one night and you were saying that you have erred and voted national on a couple of occasions. Well, you know, I, I, think, I think the thing that concerns me most about politics is people do end up on their sites. And, you know, for most of my life, um, when I looked at policies that um, that Labour had, they matched what I was thinking about. Um, I remember when Rogernomics began, um, I had huge concerns about the moves that were being made there. I listened to all sides, and I remember you know, the first time I put a vote to National was when John Key acknowledged the Māori Party, and in particular, Peter Sharples. And I, I, I think... So they got my vote then. And I think that, you know, the work that, that John and Peter did quietly behind the scenes in that Māori world um, has been unheralded. Uh, I, I worked closely with Peter during that time, and they did some amazing stuff. So that was one. And the other was um, when Bill English pushed the whole idea of a social return on investment. If government's going to make an investment, then you need to see a social return as well. And, you know, um, Labour had nothing to match that at the time. So I went with National. And I think Bill English was one of our great socialists. I agree with you on that one. Sometimes I thought he was in the wrong party. (laughs) You write, last week four events coincided that helped me answer the question that you'd posed at the top of your column. And these are the Royal Commission around COVID, Willie Jackson's train wreck interview, uh, Three Waters, the constitutional mistake, as you put it, and... And why are you picking on Jacinda, the Prime Minister, being on the front page of the New Zealand Women's Weekly? It's, it's ironic, isn't it? it? Was really I was in Vegas the week before, and um, you know I'd been, you know I, I mean I've been a huge, like I said in the article, I'd been a huge fan of Jacinda's, and you know I mean we whenever we ran into each other we'd compare notes between of Neve and my grandson who was born the same week as Neve, and you know I was a huge admirer. Of um, of the way she led the country, and um, I also thought that the way she responded to the first, you know, in the first part with the um, lockdowns and what we had to do with COVID initially was exemplary. And you know, I was travelling the world at that time, and people were, you know, saying, "Oh, what's going on down there?" And as I said again in the article, you know, your problem is you don't have a leader like ours. But over COVID. Um, I started to notice that, you know, one of the things I had thought when they got in, you know, it's the whole thing about transparency. And I thought, man, this is about time, some transparency. But over COVID, I watched that whole philosophy of transparency disappear. You know, I was wrapped up initially in be kind. But then I watched as thousands, hundreds of thousands of Kiwis were stranded overseas. It was just wrong. And there was nothing kind about how we dealt that. Um, you know, a bit debatable, I guess, but I watched what, what happened to, and I don't call them anti-vaxxers, but I watched what happened to people who had concerns about vaccination 
in those early days, they were kind of, you know, we talk about here waka ekanoa, we're all in this waka together, but those people were thrown overboard um, because, you know, they had questions. And it was sort of like, shouldn't we at least be listening to these concerns? And then the thing that really did it for me was, you know, we all locked down in that, that first lockdown in 2020. A year and a half later, when we went into lockdown again with something that, you know, Sam Morgan, a lot of us were saying, you have to get ready, it will be back, was ignored. We went into a lockdown that closed Auckland down for weeks, months, you know, um, cost the country a fortune. And that lockdown was exactly the same as the lockdown 16 months earlier. And that's where I asked the question, what have we been doing? So I, we started, I started to put some solutions and say, why don't we think about this? And that's where I noticed transparency disappeared, the ability to listen disappeared. And the, you know, the thing that really stood out for me is that on a, on a human, human level, you know, which I always expected Labour and Jacinda would have, we had stranded and abandoned Kiwi citizens offshore. It just was unacceptable. Sir Taylor with us. You've spent a lifetime effectively in the media. You used to work with my older sister at Spot On. I think that was your start before you were a pop star before that with Calculated Risk. But what did you make of the Willie Jackson train wreck interview on Q&A? And where is the future for the media? Actually, just just before you do, I didn't really answer your question, as I never do, you know, rattle on. But I was in Vegas. You asked about the Women's Women's Weekly. Yes. I was in Vegas a week or so ago, and I arrived back, and I went to the supermarket, and I'm looking at this Women's Weekly with the Prime Minister looking absolutely glamorous, you know. And on the front page, I flick through it, and there's all of these images, and I'm standing in the supermarket alongside people who are checking their baskets to make sure they can afford everything that's in the basket. Now, this is a, we do have a, a cost of living crisis. And the decision to go into a magazine like the Women's Weekly, wearing designer clothes and, you know, looking really comfortable, well, well off, basically, just seemed to, it just seemed to fly in the face of the, the way we're living, the way so many people are having to live. And I just thought... What on earth, what advice is being given? Why is this happening at this time? And on the front cover, the whole story was about the fact that she was recognizing the importance of having families together in challenging times. And that's when all the stories and all the emails I ever had of people who'd been abandoned away from their families, the man who didn't see his baby until the baby was two years old, I just thought, this just does not make sense. This made, Someone made a decision to do this. What on earth were they thinking? Okay, Serene, let's just qu- finish quickly on a couple of those. Uh, as I said, you've spent a lifetime effectively in the media. RNZ, TVNZ, merger, I'm dead against it. I think it's a complete waste of money. We could spend the money on so many more worthy courses. Where do you sit on that in Willie Jackson's train wreck interview? interesting that you know i've been as you say i've been involved in in media for a very long time and actually i'm i mean i'm not boasting i think we're at the leading edge of a lot of that because you know we we have seen what's happened to the big broadcasters and the, the whole idea of comparing this with the bbc and the abc is that both of those places are losing audiences now they're an, they still are an old-fashioned model, but they have 
millions and millions of dollars being invested in them. This model here, New Zealand, is actually too small to do that. And, and again, it's worth the discussion around what is the role of Radio New Zealand and TVNZ in the new environment, which is changing really, really fast. Um, but the thing that, that I was highlighting is there does seem to be this Māori caucus, and Willie Jackson is part of it, and Nanaia Mohi is part of it, where they are driving this ideology without stepping back and letting people ask questions. And this, both of these things, the three waters, which also needs to be discussed, you know, we need to do something about it. But those are two things that need to be examined properly. And it just seems to me now there is a caucus, and I can say this being Māori, even though Willie Jackson would say I'm not, um, I can say this because what I see is this kind of unbalanced power that has the Willie Jacksons and the Naya Mahutas and those politicians in there driving this ideological agenda when we should be discussing and debating it. Serene Taylor, it's an excellent column. I suggest people look at it on the Herald website. I hope you get a break over Christmas. We might even catch you on the golf course with your woke friend, John Cutler. <laughs> See ya. Thanks, Jimmy. You have a great Christmas too.